Hello and welcome. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. Shocking, isn't it? I develop leaders and sales professionals all across the globe. I help them to tap into and achieve their true potential every day. I'm a business writer, speaker, and now host for this podcast, Shock Your Potential. Come on and join me. Let's learn and laugh together. Hello and welcome to another episode of Shock Your Potential. I'm calling it my little podcast, although it is growing every day, where I focus on excellence in leadership, sales, and the customer experience. And I often take sidetracks to whatever businesses or organizations just really intrigue me. So that's what we're going to do today. I have uh, two fabulous ladies, and I know they're fabulous because we've been laughing already before we hit the record button. Thank goodness there's things we don't uh, say <laughs> before the microphone <laughs> starts recording. But I want to welcome Sabrina Jer- Oh, gosh, I already screwed it up, Sabrina. (laughs) Giardini. Giardini. I knew I was going to do that. I've been so (laughs) good about not. It's so intimidating looking. It is. And Christy Payne, at least I got that one right, correct? (laughs) That's an easy one. Yep, you got it. (laughs) I don't know. The spelling of the first name is is confusing to me. So, Ladies, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. So for people who hadn't read the show notes who are just listening, I invited these two ladies on because they are responsible um, and in the mix of a great organization called Adopt a Family, and then a subsequent uh, element of what they do, Adopt a Classroom, which I got kind of hooked into. By now, every single person in the planet who knows me knows that I'm a huge Good Morning America fan. Uh, Robin Roberts is like, uh, I'd like to say she's my bestie because, you know, she does hug me when I see her. Um, But, you know, one morning I was watching uh, GMA and I, you know, I watched about your story and what you're doing for all these families in the uh, the U.S. Virgin Islands, and then how you were taking this to the classroom. And being a former teacher myself, many many eons ago, I was really struck by um, you know what this need is in the classroom. So I wanted to invite you guys both in today to talk about what you're doing, why you're doing it, and how we can also maybe encourage some of my listeners to get involved as well. So I'm going to throw it out to you guys. Which one of you wants to start and tell? Tell us about Adopt a Family and how it evolved into Adopt a Classroom. That's you, Serena. Um, I'll probably start with. <laughs> We're already having fun. I'll start with um, Adopt a Family got started by accident, quite frankly. Um, my husband and I were driving home from his military school. He's on the board of directors, and we're like, you know what? We have to get something. Like, I can't keep watching this. We moved. We were lived in the, the Virgin Islands for about ten years, and we just moved back when we found out we're having my son um, three years ago, and. I was getting phone calls from my friends, just frantic. I mean, they were frantic. This storm was a monster coming at them and there was no way to get off Island by that point. It was too late. Um, and all I keep thinking was, I mean, I don't know if my friends are all going to make it through this. Like this was, it was terrifying. And so this was kind of an outlet for me. Like it gave me something to make me feel like I was doing something. Um, so I put a post up on Facebook in a closed group in the middle of the night. And it said, listen, I'm going to get this adopt a family thing started. If you guys need something, as soon as you get internet, call me anything, just let me know what your needs are. I looked at my husband and said, we'll get 30 or 40 families. That'll be great. <laughs> Wait, um, I, can yeah, see right? <laughs> I can see this coming already. <laughs> um, and so um, a, a lady named Pam Engel called me that night and she said, listen, I'm." she was a hurricane refugee. She came up, she was staying with her family on the East Coast. And she said, I'm great with spreadsheets and websites and all that. And we got started and my husband went out of town and I call, he called me on Sunday on his way back. And I was like, John, we have a thousand families. <gasps> oh my uh, gosh. I, I about died. 
And then within, I guess, by the time that we went on Good Morning America in November, we were at 25,000. 25,000 um, families? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Oh, my good um, God. And, that, and that's adopters, not adoptees. Like, right. We, literally, we had, I mean, and not that, the, not that the need outpaced, but it was a matter of the people that were on the island that needed the thing didn't have internet, so they right. couldn't sign up. And so I mean, we obviously never anticipated this. <laughs> so, But you had 25,000 people wait, willing to help. Yes. 25,000 families. And that was what they had committed to was one flat rate box per person. Mm -hmm. And if, and I'll tell you right now, most people went way above that. We have families that sent 20, 30, 40 boxes. We have churches that got together. I mean, we estimate, we sent, we estimate, we sent somewhere in the range of about 13 to 14 full seed containers full of, uh, full of flat rate boxes down there. Oh my goodness. Um, And right now we, I think we just broke 60,000. And it's been what almost eight months now, so it's crazy. Yeah. We never anticipated this ever. Um, God bless America. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, it gave you a good feeling. People wanted to help; they really did. And this was just a way to connect to an individual. Um, along about, I would say, three months out, one of our volunteers said she was an also a, a, a former teacher. And my my mother in law, we lost last year. She was a former teacher, so we all kind of have soft spots for classrooms. She said, "Well, what if we start to adopt a classroom?" And I said. Sure. Like I've got yeah. a couple girls in the ground. Yeah, why Christine not? One of them. <laughs> In my spare time. Um, exactly. I should also mention we have a three-year-old and a three-year-old. So That's I'm okay. I love, all of this. I love hearing it in the background. Uh, Don't worry. Exactly. So Genevieve, uh, one of our other volunteers, and Christy were our girls in the ground, and they pretty much got adopt a classroom off the ground. I'll let Christy take it from there because she really – those two girls, the ones that really got on the ground with the teachers and got this done. Well, and Christy, before you do that, Sabrina, I just want to know, how's your mental health? Because <laughs> at that point. <laughs> well, it's, it's, this is, it, yeah, it's been, it's been an adventure. Um, <laughs> um, we really, like I tell Christy all the time, we'll text back and forth. I'm like, tonight is a wine yes. night. Tonight is a bottle night. Like <laughs> it, it got it was the first couple of weeks. I mean, this was all consuming. I mean, within the first, I would say the first month and a half, it was like 12 to 15 hours a day between my Absolutely. husband and I. Like, it was just insanity yeah. because we had to find distributors once we got people on the ground because the mail obviously weren't right. working. Um, we had um, some amazing community partners that all came together. Um, it's been, it's, it's, it's been very humbling. These people, I mean, these, the people that came out and they sent I mean, the, in the notes that they were putting in boxes and the way they were decorating boxes. I mean, it wasn't just they threw some supplies in the box. Right. Like, it truly took their time and their resources and they reached out to somebody. And yes, that one box isn't going to sustain somebody for a month, but it just made them feel like they were, they were, weren't for right. exactly. that. I mean, somebody truly cared about It's a different way of wrapping your arms around somebody. It is. It is. And it, that little box mean, meant, so, not if we saw the Good Morning America piece, but I mean, just getting yeah. that, what they all said, like, if we can't use that one piece, we'll give it to somebody who can. Right. Absolutely. I mean, just things like formula and diapers. I mean, just necessities that they couldn't get a hold of. It, yeah. I mean, it was crazy. It was truly crazy. And it was awesome to see people actually come together and do, you know, you see so many bad stories in the news. It was really nice to see some people do things out of the goodness of their heart with nothing in return. Absolutely. So Christy, uh, how did you get uh, wrangled into this whole uh, chaotic uh, system? Well, I tell Sabrina all the time that she tricks me into becoming a part of the team. I Um, like her already. (laughs) I I totally wrangled her into this. Totally, yes. I was actually here in St. Thomas for um, Irma, 
and then left a couple days before Maria hit and was doing trips between Puerto Rico and St. Thomas back and forth sending relief supplies before Maria. So lots of medical supplies and food and water and that kind of thing. And I was on my way back to Puerto Rico from St. Thomas um, when Maria was forming and was going to be a big deal. And when I got to Puerto Rico, I booked a flight and left the next day. And I was up in New York, New Jersey area for about five weeks, doing a lot of work from there. And once I got into the States, Sabrina contacted me from somebody else that had said to get in touch with Christy. Um, I think she, you actually had some medical supplies that somebody was trying to get down to, I did, to the I island. Did. So that's how she got in touch with me. And then we just kind of hit it off and started talking and she, I learned out more about what she was doing and vice versa. And so when, while I was in the States, wasn't doing a ton with Adopt-A-Family. And then we kind of started this idea of Adopt-A-Classroom. And as that started, that's kind of when I got pulled in unknowingly. <laughs> I think I still have that text somewhere. I was like, I feel like you're already working for us anyway. So here, I'm adding you to the group. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, I was like, I kept calling myself an honorary member. And then I was like... And then all of a sudden, I was actually a member, and I was still calling myself an honorary member, but now here we are. And pretty soon, you're just like a skittish horse. You're just, you know, yes. have those light touches enough until yeah. you're like, wait a minute. Exactly. Yeah. And then I um, I have a yoga and cycling studio here in St. Thomas, and my sister has a physical therapy practice. We're connected. The practice and my studio are connected to the same building. Mm-hmm. So um, we started using her... her physical therapy practice as a place to distribute elderly boxes, the adoptive family elderly boxes. And I think we handed out over, well over 500 to different patients that came in and different church groups were coming and collecting them from here. So we were kind of using our spot as a, a little bit of a hub for that. And then one thing led into another and people wanted to start sending school supplies and then it all just kind of snowballed. And actually before I'd even gotten back to St. Thomas, Genevieve and another person had gone around to start the Adopt-A-Classroom initiative, and they, with handwritten pieces of paper where people would handwrite their applications, they went to the schools, dropped them off, because at this point, we didn't have internet. Um, people couldn't respond to an email. We didn't have power. Yeah, we didn't have running water. Like, So they went to these, cl- they went to the schools and gave these applications to the teachers, just saying, whatever your needs are for the school, fill this out, and then we all... Um, worked together to go back and collect those. Actually, then Genevieve ended up headed back to the States and she did all, basically all the late work there, getting everything put into spreadsheets and whatnot, and then um, started working on the adoptions that way. And it's been amazing. We've had over 200 classrooms adopted in the whole territory, St. Thomas, St. John, and St. Croix. St. Croix. Mm-hmm. I was going to say St. Croix because that's <laughs> nice. I was going to ask you where yours was. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I don't know where that one is. Yeah. Well, and I, I just can't tell you how much this hit me. And I, and I know that in our email interchanges, I didn't share my whole story, but the reason, I mean, obviously the story and seeing it on the news, you know, and seeing people's joy at the simple things really struck me, but um, I was fortunate enough to go to the British Virgin Islands oh. over Christmas. So my, uh, my husband and I, along with three couples, some friends of ours, we had had a trip planned um, to, we had a catamaran that we rented in the British Virgin Islands and we had it rented, you know, well before either of the hurricanes hit. And so we watched it all over, you know, the fall and thought, gosh, you know, are we going to be able to go? And from our, and I'm going to 
say this, you know, from our selfish standpoint, we're like, is there going to be a boat? Is yeah, there going to be a plane? Absolutely. Of course. Because you don't always see the magnitude of it. And as we got closer to the time, you know, we found out, okay, everything's going, everything's, you know, it's not everything is up and running, but our boat was actually a brand new boat. It was still being delivered. So they're like, your boat's going to be there. So when we got there and we first landed in Puerto Rico, flying in and I was looking out the window and I said to my husband, I go, isn't that weird? All the, (laughs) this is going to sound so horrible. How many roofs are blue? Like it didn't even dawn on me. They're not roofs, exactly. they're tarps. Well, if exactly. you're not from there, how would I just you know? thought, right. you know, because a lot of, you know, tropical places have a lot of colorful, you know, decorations on their home. I'm like, look at that, it's cool. They all sure. have bright blue. And I went, oh my those God, those are tarps. <laughs> and then to see the damage in the airport, uh, because that one one wing, and I don't know if it's any better now, but, um, you know, one wing where we flew out to go to um, Tor- uh, Tortola? Yep. Yes. To, yeah, to Tor- Tortola. Tortola. Um, most of that wing of the airport was like destroyed. So when we got on our airplane, we had to walk out, walk around, walk under these things falling down. And and that was the first sign. Then when we got to, to, to Tortola and saw thousands and thousands of boats sunk, broken, upside down, upside down in three blocks on tops of cars. And then you just tossed around. Yeah. Yeah. They just look like toys. I mean, they just look like they're just tossed. You know, boats stuck in the side of hills, um, cars, you know, no car on Tortola had, you know, all four windows. Uh, And so many were, you know, so badly damaged. And you start to look around and you're like, it's just amazing. So, you know, in the back of our heads, all of us have kind of thought about, you know, what could we, what, what can you do and how can you help? And then when I saw your message, you know, that saw your story, I thought, okay, I'm very, you know, connected now to the British Virgin Islands from that experience because we had an amazing, amazing experience and met these people with such a great resilience. You know, they're like, well, this is the price you pay for living in paradise. We'll rebuild. Right. And, but, but to see it in a way that I could help, you know, the U.S. Virgin Islands and really feel like, okay, I can make a difference is what, you know, got me to, you know, get online and, you know, get my computer out and say, okay, let's do this and adopt a classroom. I'm so glad I have. I've sent... Uh, I've sent one whole segment of boxes and instead of doing three shipments, I'm doing two because I want to get them there before the school year's over. Um, So the other one is actually, I'm uh, finishing the order um, today because I'm going to just do it all. They need things that are bigger. So I'm going to send it directly from Amazon or home, you know, the staples or whatever. But um, just the feeling of doing something. Yep. That's makes me feel good, that's how we but started. I know it's still a drop in the bucket. It, 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 but that's everybody, everybody's a drop in the bucket for this. Like, I mean, yeah, the, you can fill a bucket with a lot of drops. Exactly. The back of our shirts, actually, we have a couple of shirts that say, you know, you can't change the world, but one person can't change the world, mm-hmm. but one person can change that world, the world for one, that one person. Like these boxes yes. were nothing. I mean, these, these boxes were talking, I mean, like I said, these boxes weren't going to contain enough to sustain them through this whole storm, but it was that feeling that somebody reached out. I mean, like it was, it was, and you know, honestly, some of like the, the canned goods and the life straws and stuff like that really made a huge impact on their lives. I mean, like the, especially yeah. the stuff like life straws made their water drinkable. I mean, that's such a basic necessity, but I mean, that's a huge, huge weight off of people, especially with little ones. Oh yeah. And things that we take for granted, yeah. you know, when, when you don't have to worry about whether or not you have clean drinking water, you don't think about that, especially, sure. you know, when you're right. so far removed that you don't even see it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something else. It really, it, it's, it's so beyond comprehension. And something else people didn't think about is even when 
people, even when the, the, like the store started to get things, the biggest, the, a lot of the big jobs, like a lot of the more well-paying jobs in the Island were at resorts. Well, the resorts are destroyed. So yeah. they lost yeah, a lot gone. of jobs. And then a lot of it was too, they didn't have credit cards because there was no processing. And so even if they, if they didn't oh, have cash, they couldn't get into their banks because the banks were destroyed. Oh, and so, I mean, yeah. there, it's just, it's a snowball effect. Yeah. We saw that in Tortola, especially when we first got there, because my husband and I went a day early, we stayed a day, then we got on the boat, you know, had a week and then came back and stayed another day. And just the evolution of the main grocery store where we were was phenomenal. Like they had a hole in the back of the grocery store from the hurricane where, you know, all the concrete is gone, but they were using that to take forklifts of stuff in. It was like way way easier access. But from the time we went in and the shelves were maybe half full to a week later, they were completely full. They had Christmas decorations up. You could just tell how much progress was happening. But I thought, gosh, what did this week look like a week ago? Right. And that was three months after the hurricane. Right. You know, yeah, we're still, so, we're still right. eight months after here. And um, our one of our main grocery stores, which is cost you less, is closed um, and planning on probably not reopening until 2019. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We just had our Walgreens reopen about a month ago. So for almost six months it was closed. Um, so it's, it's a slow process, but you can see um, it's definitely progress, but it's just a slow, slow one. So in terms of what you guys have been doing, what is, you know, how much of the need is still there and what, what do you need from people to help you continue to, you know, to support and serve these people? Well, I'll tell you right now what our big need is, and that's kind of a more urgent need. We had an amazing group of students um, in Virginia got together at a leadership conference and they collected school supplies for us. Mm -hmm. Um, And when this project first came to us, we were like, oh, great, they'll get some school supplies. (laughs) Oh, boy. How many school supplies? (laughs) They got three-fourths of a ton, a literal three-fourths of a ton. Oh, my goodness. And what they did, which is really cool, they put together bags for like elementary school, middle school, high school. And Mm -hmm. in these bags, they put together, you know, age appropriate things in each bag, but in each bag, they put a personalized note, which has been one of the things we never really accounted for. Well, you know, a lot of things we didn't account for, but one of them was that (laughs) there was a, a huge personal connection. And what we're finding more and more with all of our donators, people get notes back, thank you notes, just just thanking them for whatever they sent. But what's really cool, these these students are starting to connect with each other. And that's really cool because oh, you're talking, yes. these are kids. Yes. I mean, these are, these are children. I mean, they're, I mean, we're talking anywhere between the age, the ones that we're collecting are between the ages of like 14 to 17, 18. But I mean, they're, they're all connecting back and forth. Now the big problem we, cause we did not understand how much they were going to collect is shipping these right. supplies. Right. And we've gotten a company that is willing to do what it costs for us, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's still not cheap. Yeah. So we did, we have not collected us. We did not collect a single dime this entire time we were doing this until about two months ago mm-hmm. when we saw this problem coming. So right now we're doing that. We still have plenty of families. We focused most of our boxes now to Puerto Rico because there is a lot more need in Puerto Rico right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of the rural areas are still very, very hard hit. A lot of the farmers have lost their entire crop. And so even if they can get supplies, they don't have money or crops anymore to sell. Right. So we're sending boxes to them. Yeah, which is a great reminder, and I'm sorry to interrupt right there, but I think that's a really important point is that just because it's eight months after the hurricane and maybe you have power now or maybe you have clean water now, if you do, if you're lucky enough, you still may have loss of income, loss of job, loss of future income as a farmer, and those are long-lasting repercussions. 
They were saying, uh, we were very fortunate in the fact that we have a, a dear friend that lives in Puerto Rico that owns a uh, coffee company. And he called us and he's like, listen, my farmers are there in deep trouble right now. Like we've got mm -hmm. a lot of problems. And so we started sending a lot of box to them. And then there's a lot of kids out those areas. And those schools are not reopening for quite some time because they're in rural areas. They don't have the money to rebuild. Mm -hmm. And so like there's, it's just, it's, it's going to be a long, long, long haul for those rural areas in Puerto Rico. So we're still sending boxes. So we are happy to accept donations. We are accept, happy to accept do, uh, adopters. We still have classrooms. The classrooms will continue to need supplies for Absolutely. the foreseeable future. Um, Christy, I mean, you might know this. I think it was eight out of the schools that were condemned. There's eight out of the, yeah, 32 schools that were condemned. Oh my gosh. And they're nowhere near reopening. No, it won't right. be for um, a long time. Right. So, I mean, this is not a need that's going to go away anytime soon. Right. Um, and bear in mind too, I hate to even say this and I bite my tongue, but we're running right back into hurricane season. Yes, we are. I know just as you're, you know, we're finding some footing. Yeah. We've right. got another yeah. round of it just a couple months in the and future. Actually less than, less than a month away is when hurricane season starts. It starts on June 1st. Oh gosh. I didn't think it started until August. Yeah, so I know. wow. Mm -hmm. We hope and we have started the process of becoming a 501c3 because obviously we never expect any of this. And so, right. but at the same time, we've got such amazing donors and such amazing supporters that God forbid we need to reactivate again. Mm -hmm. I can't in good conscience not do this. Like, I mean, it has made such a huge impact this time that, I mean, and God willing, we, they won't need us again, but that's not realistic. Another mm -hmm. island will need us eventually. And so we're going to keep going. Well, and to your point, even even God willing, we don't have another island that would need it. There's long lasting effects for these people, and especially the, yeah, and especially the uh, the islands that were hit twice. I mean, one yeah. was bad enough, but you know the double punch was ridiculous. And yeah. uh, you know, there's to have eight schools condemned. Yeah, you're not even going to talk about exactly. reopening. They've got to rebuild them, right? So, um, so tell me, and this is just kind of a curious question. How much does it cost to send three quarters of a ton it, of supply? Well, we, we were very, very fortunate. My um, husband and I are very active in his military school and that has been awesome for us because a lot of the guys that are in there have jumped forward to help us. Mm -hmm. And one of them owns a logistics company. And so he was able to get us at cost to send it down about $2,500, mm -hmm. um, wow. which really is not That's unreasonable. Awesome. That's fantastic. Uh, Right. And so, well, and that is included, that's the sh actual shipping itself. I think we think is, I think, what do we say, Christy, like 1800, somewhere in there. Yeah. And then there's going to be the bill, there's going to be, you know, the taxes and the, right. all this good stuff when it comes on port. So we're guessing it's going to be less than 2,500, which really isn't, that's not unreasonable, especially for the amount of school supplies we're sitting down. I mean, what we're sitting down will cover, I mean, at least an entire school. I mean, it is a lot of wow. stuff. I've, in fact, it's in my garage at the moment. <laughs> but if, I can send you lots of pictures of it. But if uh, if twenty five of my listeners each sent in a hundred dollars, exactly. we could have that done. Oh, we could absolutely. absolutely. And it's going to be in Norfolk by the end of the week. My husband's actually driving it down himself, oh, and so at that, I know, right in our spare time. <laughs> <spare> um, <laughs> Um, and so we are going, it'll be down there by the end of the week. So if we can get that covered, the faster we can get it covered, the faster. I just don't want it sitting there in, in case another port gets hit by another hurricane this went to summer and it just sits there. Like I want to get it there as soon as humanly possible. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I didn't even think of that because you want to get it as ahead of any potential. I mean, you never know with mother nature, but any real logical potential, because what if it got hit, right. got hit on the way or like you said, or sitting there on the port there right. and got, oh God. Yep. 
it, that is, it, it's funny. And uh, the, honestly, those are things I would have never thought of before yeah. I started this. Like before we, I mean, before I fell into the situation, those are things I never would have thought of, but that is my thought process now. Like that, that's where we go. And we are saying my husband and I, and our two kids are actually going to go down to St. Thomas this summer. I mean, pending that we don't have any problems, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but it's, I'd like to get down there and get these school, this school supplies, get for Chris to help her get these things out to schools. And there is going to be, there is always summer school, obviously. I mean, it, there's always going to be somebody mm-hmm. there. And so we'd like to get it distributed and get these out to these kids. If worst case scenario for the school year to start right. next year. Now, Christy, what this means is once Sabrina gets there, she's going to have something else for you to do. <laughs> <laughs> I know. She's going to come up with a new project. I just <laughs> have it in my <laughs> You're giving away my secrets, Michael. <laughs> Yeah. Woman, I will find you. <laughs> so ladies, you can't hide on that. I will leave it back. There's only so far you can go. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So uh, ladies, you can't hide. Exactly. Now, I know you have um, a Facebook page, um, but I think last I looked, you still didn't have an overall website. Do you? Ha- what's the best way? We do. Oh, you do now? Uh, we, have, it, we do. It's adoptafamilyusvi.com. Okay, good. And on there, there's a contact info that we, me and the, the, between John and I, we, me and the, um, the info, uh, info at adoptafamilyusvi.com, that email address and Christy and Jen take care of the, um, the classroom one. You can actually email me directly on there. You can make donations on there. You can sign up to be an adopter on there. There there's, you can do everything you need to do on there. You can do on there. And there's contact information if you have any problems or have any questions. Perfect. Wonderful. So this is what I want to put out as a challenge to um, all my listeners. Uh, That is for every one of you, you know, in one way or another, either adopt a family, adopt a classroom or help send at least a hundred bucks to help uh, with the shipping of this. Um, and if 25 of you to send a hundred dollars, that will take care of the shipping. Let's, let's think about ways to help concretely. And that's, um, I think something that, you know, everyone can get behind as well as really feel like you're making a difference to, you know, people that are, are a part of this great country and a part of this great world. And just because they're on an Island far away, doesn't mean they're any less family than somebody living next door to you. And that's a wonderful point, especially because a lot of the time they are the U.S. Virgin Islands, but they tend to feel a little bit left out because mm-hmm. they're not continentals. I mean, it's, it's they're not here and they can't necessarily get to things. It, it always makes them feel really good that people that are stateside reach out to them. Absolutely. So um, what, uh, what last thoughts do you want to leave with my listeners and uh, what kind of challenge do you want to put in front of them? I just really, I want to thank everybody. I guarantee you that some of your listeners has already become adopters. Like this has reached so far and what we try to get across to everybody is there is no way any of this would have been possible without our, without people sharing and without people going on Facebook. And even if they couldn't donate, they shared our cause. Like it, we are so forever indebted to our donors. It, we, there's, there aren't words. There truly aren't words to thank them enough. Well, and that's where I think the the pictures and the cards come through. I know that my classroom, uh, so I have a second grade classroom in in St. Croix. And it was funny as I was putting stuff together, one of my neighbors actually asked if she and her sons, well, she and her husband and sons could um, participate. So they bought a bunch of the supplies for my first boxes, which was great. Um, But as I was in Target looking at all the things that I wanted to buy for my part of it, they also had all these uh, containers of sidewalk chalk. 
for a dollar a box, you know, like six things of sidewalk chai. We got a lot of those. Yeah. (laughs) And I thought, you know what? Why not give them also something fun? Okay. They're like, great. Here's some pencils. Great. Here's a pencil sharpener. But well, and I'll tell you what we did start. This is something we didn't mention. And uh, Jody Olson, I guess I should say her, I guess it's her title CEO. I don't know, Christy, you might know of um, Perfect Tart. And she got, um, she, she made it her mission to make sure the kids were covered for Christmas because, you know, they were all getting relief supplies, but it's Christmas and there were no toys in the stores because there's no toys. Right. And so, and yeah, no stores, no toys. Right. And so she made it her mission to get these kids. And so she stuck me on foster kids and we got our amazing donors again, got every single foster kid in, in St. Thomas, St. Croix and St. John, made sure they each got at least one gift for Christmas. And (sighs) like that like i mean yes they, i'm sure they also they all love the you know canned goods but it's christmas yeah, yeah, exactly. like i mean <laughs> i mean creamed they, corn they, yeah <laughs> right exactly vienna sausage like i mean they, and so like a lot of the, the the requests we were getting were things little things like they wanted toy cars i mean these were not uh-huh. expensive gifts they were asking for but just right. something to bring them a little bit because a lot of them lost all their books they lost all their toys in the in the storms I mean, if you lost your roof the toys are gone oh, right absolutely so, so just to bring a little bit, and not expensive things, not something that you have to go out of your way for, but like matchbox cars. I mean, if you're making a box, I mean, think about your family. If you've got a little boy, they may want something like this. Or a little girl, get them a little doll or a My Little Pony or just something for them to, you know, hang on to. <laughs> Serena, you just dated yourself with My Little Pony. <laughs> I did. I totally did. And I got to tell you, My Little Girl's 18 months old and I bought her one the other day. Because I was like, amazing. <laughs> did you buy it for her or did you buy it for you? I'm taking the fifth on that one. <laughs> I might have bought her a Cabbage Patch doll. For oh, I love too. it. <laughs> All you need is a strawberry yeah, shortcake coming. doll and you got everything complete. Oh, Rainbow Bright. We could do that too. Rainbow Bright. Oh, Rainbow Bright. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, ladies, this has been just a pleasure. Um, and I will have all of the details in the show notes for this, but just for one last, it's adoptafamilyusvi.com. Con. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Gotcha. And that is the site that if somebody also wants to donate or adopt a classroom, they can also get that information on the same site. That everything on there, there's a button for donation, there's a button to sign up as an adopter, and there's a button to, ad- to sign up as a classroom. Now, I will tell you that we are the, we ha- when we first started this, we had about 13 to 14 volunteers at a given point. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're down to about four. So if you don't hear back right away, I promise we're not ignoring you. We just, <laughs> as you can hear, my screaming children in the background, we, <laughs> we did all have a bunch going on. So <laughs> if, if it becomes a few, if it becomes a few days and you can't get anything, just email us and we'll make sure we get to you. And sometimes you do get lost in spam. For whatever reason, our email address gets spammed a lot. Yep. So if you don't get it, check your spam. Absolutely. Yeah, and just to add, to add to that, um, we do have just five classrooms left in the territory waiting to be adopted. So there's five left that are still looking for some love. And, and on top of the donations for the shipping container, any other donations that come in, we are looking to put towards higher dollar items like computers and Promethean boards and that sort of thing. Oh. Because a lot of school classrooms are operating without simple elect- electronics that, in their classrooms. That's very good. And laptops printers. Yeah, exactly. Let let me ask you that just then real quick too. So if, if uh, I have a lot of people that are listeners from a variety of industries, are there still Mm -hmm. also needs for things like shoes and clothes and those kind of basic necessities too? 
I know that Family Resource Center that we were working with has stopped taking a lot of those okay. things just because they ran out of storage, those things. But Christy, you may you may know better than I do. Are the schools looking for anything for kids? Not necessarily clothing and shoes. That seems to be something that's there's an excess of, um, which okay. is great. We've had a lot of that donated. But yeah, other things for the classrooms, printers, computers, that kind of thing. They're definitely filming the back, bigger items. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, because this is it's rebuilding from the ground up. Actually, one other thing that's a major thing is there's no potable water in any of our public schools. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so all of the um, students are having to bring in bottled water. And basically, they're drinking. They're, they're told to bring two bottles of water each day. So if you multiply that by the number of kids we have in each classroom and each school, we're going through oh thousands of bottles of water each day, which is wrong on so many levels. So if we're trying to figure out a way to get something into the system, the school, whether it's even just water coolers in each classroom, obviously something on a larger scale would be amazing, but just to kind of minimize the amount of bottled water that they're having to use each day and having some sort of reusable cups and water that they can drink rather than having to bring the bottled water in. Excellent. Yes. So many needs. And like you said, both of you said, you found so many that you didn't expect just you know, starting this path just to see what little you could do and how much really is still needed. It's, it's pretty, it's got to be pretty overwhelming at times. It's very overwhelming at times. And it's, 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 there's been many a time that we've all been in tears. Like, you know, you, you catch these, like things like kids drinking water. Like, I mean, yeah. it's just as a parent, I, I couldn't even imagine not being able to provide drinking water for my kids. Like, I mean, I just, it's, it becomes, it's, it, you can't even wrap your mind around it really. Yeah. I'm, I'm amazed what you guys are doing. I appreciate you so much being on my uh, podcast today. I know my listeners are going to uh, be very interested in, in what they can do and how they can help because I have a great uh, group of followers that uh, many of them just want to be able to make a difference as well. So I hope that, uh, that everybody who's listening uh, takes note and uh, helps continues to help and see this as something that's ongoing need for, for another part of our world. And, and that's what we're here to do is help one another. Thank you all so much. Thank you for having us, Michael. And thanks to all the listeners as well. We can't thank you enough. You betcha. Thank you, ladies. Have a great day. Thank you so much. You too. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Shock Your Potential. Learn more today about my book, Tell Me More, and about me at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. Make it a great day.